like quicksand the more i refuse my situation i sink treading water in the current has become tiresome i am only able to see flashes of the shore with each flash the shore becomes further details start to fade i can no longer see dimensions in depth perception between the trees the shoreline and the rocks Faith feels like this this season. I wanted this podcast to be intentional but general. I wanted to reach people of all backgrounds, atheists, old, black, brown, LGBT, any other group. But I realized I was my own oxymoron. The notebook didn't become one of the most, the greatest, (laughs) in my opinion, love stories by being general or theoretical but enriched in details. This year, my grandmother, my Mina, Linda, Yolanda, passed away from breast cancer that spread to her lungs on July 4th, 2022, two days after she turned 62. Three generations, cancer has passed. Amongst other things passed, fear has paralyzed me. It has metastasized to my confidence, my relationships, anxiety, and most abundantly, abundantly, excuse me, my faith. Faith in my life. Not God, but my life. Yes, in hindsight, they are connected. But I had seen 62 years of life before me, of a woman that I related so much to. The suffering my family has experienced being homeless, battling cancer, to what I thought was what service was. To be self-sacrificial even when you're dying from cancer. And that no one rescued her. Honored her and loved her. In the depths that she was able to love. And the only rest that she found was heaven. God, I'm I'm scared. I'm going to massively miss the ball that I won't be the woman that you called me to, that I'll fall short, that I won't make it, you know, make it enough where I'm making money so I can get my breast removed by 30, so I can live past 60. Or I won't be 80 doing chemo during my last years of life I'm drowning for so long I have lost my boldness what once was a bright fuchsia a royal blue an electric green has turned into gray static I was still turned on I settled and didn't kill myself still alive but not living. 
as of lately, since my grandmother passed, I feel authorized. Almost as an inheritance to adjust my antenna and find my, my channel. My tribe, my passions, to laugh and to be soft out loud. Just as fast as I was finding a spark of my identity, service knocked on my door again. I turned up my volume, but it became background noise that you go to sleep to. <laughs> I don't know where to start. Um... I think fear, and this is probably said all the time in every sermon and every motivational speech, fear stops stops a lot. And I think the greater the fear, the greater the outcome you know a lot of people have misconceptions of Christians or people who seek a higher power that you know we you know are always content and always pleased with whatever life is thrown at us and I think I would be stealing truth and authenticity I can't talk right now Um, from the podcast to say you know, to agree with that because it's a lie. Um, all my life, I have been taught to serve, to give. That I found safety in sacrificing myself. I found love and not having boundaries or my own beliefs and I think experiencing loss experiencing death of someone that you once still 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 relate to so much that you start overanalyzing the things that, you know, they may have done. You know, the first thing when someone dies that's famous, they write a a memoir of their life. You know, all these movies, the 
all the movies that they have of Houston, Michael Jackson, you know, all of them, they're out. That's like the first thing that is created and manifested, you know, after the funeral is over and after the posts are done. And I think as people, we naturally do that. We naturally reflect And I've been reflecting 62 years that I wasn't able to reflect until until she passed. Same thing with the movie. You, you know, you aren't able, you can be watching a movie and, you know, it's like, eh, I don't know if I like this movie, like, but let me keep watching. But once the movie is done, that's when you're able to form some sort of opinion and you're able to critique it. You're able to reflect on details of the movie. You're able to with having all the details or most of the details, seeing it at a first glance, you're able to almost play devil's advocate. Well, what if they did? Well, what if they played? What if they added in? And I think this is the same thing I did with my grandmother and I'm doing with my grandmother. Um, It's been almost two months since she's passed. Um, And I feel the details are so heavy. They're so heavy. And as I write this memoir, this personal memoir for my grandmother, I see myself. I see a girl who never had a present daddy that searched for love in other places. A girl whose kink is being taken advantage of. A girl who can't find a safe space or is hard to find a safe space in women. Because of the experience of her mom and other women in her family. I see a woman who, because she is everything to everyone, she's not able to be anything to herself.
And with this and all that happened in her life, I wonder what if she said no? What if she put herself first? What if she left codependency? What if she was she decided to be alone? She had the right people around her. Had guidance. Had someone to honor her. And that she didn't have to perform, give, or do to be. That she was beautiful without having to earn her beauty. That she was passionate in herself. That she had the room to believe that there was more for her. That she could create for herself. And before she was a mom. Before anything else. Before being mistreated growing up. before getting her heart broken that she had a little bit more time a little bit more time with God to show her in her innocence how lovely she was and I I know I'm saying God but I'm talking about in general that life showed you how beautiful you were in your innocence, that you were able to see it while you were innocent. And if you are innocent now, that you are still able to see the beauty that you have, that you will always hold. That you are limitless but you do have a limit and you get to choose that limit and that you're not behind That waking up every day just trying is enough. Pressing in is enough. Resting is more than enough. That you find a community where you can rest and lay down your burdens. Right now, my biggest burden is wanting to choose me.
and not overcompensating for my for my grandma that God will make up for all that it's lost that I'll be a business owner like my grandma wanted to be for sewing and knitting not exactly those things but that I'll be able to be my own boss and be proud of my work that I'll be married and marriage to the right guy that loves me and loves God and loves so deeply that's able to love in the depths that I deserve that I don't get married to take care of someone without getting anything back that I find someone that covers me and that I'm able to be softened but empowered to be bold. Someone that makes me laugh, makes me feel safe. That if time tells that all kids, kids were kids at the right time. And yes, I know people say, oh, like you're never prepared, but to have tools, to have kids, that when I do have kids, they feel safe, that they have an emotionally stable mom and dad who's no, who knows about credit, who knows about paying bills on time. I'm showing them love at first sight. (laughs) That I'll be their first line of love. That I have a tribe that will cover me. That if one day I do get cancer, I never have to worry about being homeless. If I don't get married, I never have to worry about being homeless. I will forever have a home. And be catered to and loved on. Prayed over. That I can laugh and rest and not worry about if I have to sleep in a car or a hotel. That I'm covered. And I'm not saying, you know, I won't be pushed for more and stretched, but that I'm covered by people. That my siblings will never grow far from each other. That if I need them, they're there, and vice versa. That if I die and I have kids, 
my kids will love me. And I will love them. That when I die, there will be no pain left behind. What are you reflecting on? What memoir are you are you critiquing? Are you making? Are you creating? What keeps you up at night? What makes you overcompensate? What is blocking you to get to her? What is challenging you to get to her? I think her is multidimensional. She's always changing, always changing. In one season, I wanted to be a better friend, to steward, to serve, to help. And this season, it's the same thing I despite. And last season, it's the thing that I attached my identity to. That I'm resentful now. Resentful to my own identity. <laughs> resentful to myself. That her, whoever you're reaching for, it's good to be admirable. It's good to have aspirations. But... Don't put her in a box. She doesn't have to be this or that. She doesn't have to be everything. She doesn't have to be small. She doesn't have to be the best mom. She doesn't have to be the best worker, entrepreneur, the best stripper, the best Bible teacher, the best friend. Her sometimes doesn't even like her. (laughs) Like, hello.
my challenge for everyone is to practice content. And flexibility. To not hold yourself to one thing. I find myself sometimes committing so hard to a title, to an accomplishment, to an accolade that I've been searching for, getting to. And then once I get to it, once I'm close to it, sometimes I figure out it's not the thing, but it's the thing that's leading to the thing. And it takes flexibility to learn how to shift, to lean to one side, to pivot. To adjust. And I think it's hard for us. We're human. You know, I think it's very easy. I can speak for myself. Once you get into a routine that works. A level of effort that works. a level of commitment that works, it's hard to adjust. Because I think once you have to adjust, you have to take inventory again. And be like, okay, so something has shifted. What has shifted? Has something shifted in me? something external I think that's a hard part hard to navigate A what to pivot to adjust B if I am supposed to pivot and adjust And what does that look like? I think the best thing that has helped me is being still as much as possible. Even finding You know, a couple hours a week to just chill, just to do nothing. To watch a movie, you know, just to do nothing, nothing, nothing. (laughs) I know it's hard, it's hard for me, but it's needed. You know, our minds are so powerful our antennas are so power and powerful and we're able to sense when something is off and we're able to sense if something is making us feel off if we're overthink if we're overthinking it and what exactly needs to be adjusted 
Is it our faith that needs to be adjusted? Is it our surroundings that need to be adjusted? Is it our discipline that needs to be adjusted? And then with all that, you know, lately I've been feeling like I've been getting so much um, information, so much information, so many, you know, notifications on my phone of the news and all the things bad happening in the news, you know, having, you know, a big, a bigger community with more plans and more updates being a part of a church community now where you know I do have to be present once I'm there because I don't want to miss anything that I found myself since everything is so accessible now that I find myself so overwhelmed so overwhelmed and that there's so much in me right now that my body is going to overdrive trying to process it at all I was sick probably like a week and a half ago like sick sick and tested negative for COVID I did not test for anything like monkey pox or anything didn't have that but I think it was really stress for me just constantly trying to find an answer, constantly trying to find, you know, inspiration, constantly trying to find an outlet. And I think we self-doubt ourselves. You know, God made us in his image and he made our minds so powerful that our mind, you know, our mind rules our heart. And our heart fuels our mind. That if we are just still enough, the next step is already there. It's already within us. And that you are already her. Like, I'm so proud. I'm so proud of you. You overcame teen pregnancy, an abusive relationship, dropping out of college, failing a class, going back to school. Working at a job that sucks the life out of you, but staying because you know you're called to stay until until said otherwise, until further notice. I'm so proud of you that despite everything, despite whatever's going on, that you are still her. 
Be gentle with yourself. Ask her what she needs. Honor her. Love her. Think about ways you're able to do that. To honor yourself. And that can be by not answering your sneaky link that you are secretly in love with, but you know it's never going to work out, but you still go back to him or her. By maybe being disciplined enough to go to the gym, doing overtime at work, studying a little bit more. Love her, being gentle with her. Love is accountability. Love yourself higher. Hold yourself higher. Even when you feel low, you are so loved. Thank y'all so much for coming in and listening to getting to her podcast. I really enjoyed getting personal, more personal, more detailed, a little bit more raw. I feel like my story, my testimony, it is enriched with details and written strategically to reach all who I'm supposed to. That I don't have to be theoretical or general or washed down. And I'm speaking, you know, metaphorically to y'all as well. You don't have to be general. You don't have to be everyone's cup of tea. Oh, I know y'all watch, um, what is it, P-Valley, where um, Uncle Clifford was like, you can't be everyone's cup of tea, because there's not going to be any left for you. That's the word. Um, amen. <laughs> okay, but, yeah, um. Yeah, I'm I'm just so happy that whoever listens to this is able to laugh, to cry, and that they find some type of refuge in this. A little boost, a little reminder. But... Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, You guys have a good rest of your week. 
Um, Remember, honor her, love her, so that you don't have to rescue her. All right, gal. Bye.